0: Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brot. What a pleasure to meet with you and speak with you again. We're after Pesach, and as promised, we're going to continue discussing the Sfarim, the legacy specifically of the Sfarim of Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and we've gotten tremendous feedback, both personally and in writing. You know, when someone writes the following, the Sfarim of Rav Chaim Kanievsky's Sfarim are wonderful. I must admit that the topic didn't interest me at first. But after listening for a few minutes, you truly brought out some insight on the which I, I wholeheartedly agree. Someone else wrote, I've just finished part three and thoroughly enjoyed it. Keep up with all the digressions. They helped to give a wider and richer view of Reb Chaim. I'm hoping that there will be many more in this series. And this is the most interesting. Um, people feel this way. It is no question that you have found the greatest way to be mastered and give tribute to Reb Chaim. So, Revelezer, you're doing something unique and different. How are you today? Baruch Hashem. Doing okay, okay, so it's nice to have you back. I know you're a man of not many words. So, also, you know, we try to cram everything into a few minutes. People don't like it. But let's spend some time together. We've spoken up until now about Rev Chaim's Safer on the Rambam, about the Marashah, the Arches Chaim Lohar Let's transition now to some of Rev Chaim's on halacha, and today specifically, we want to talk about two interesting sparim one on tattoos and one on the grasshoppers. Everybody has heard about the story with the grasshopper. Maybe there's something else you can bring to the table, something something different. Maybe a good place to start. Did Rev have any Messairah or Ashita or Mahalach and how to learn halacha and about learning halacha? That might be a good place if you have anything to speak on that topic. Oh, so so the answer to that question, I, um which is a
1: great way to introduce the, the next few Svaram that we'll discuss, which will hopefully be more the more Allah Kasvarim or Rukhayim, is like this. The um already the first in the first one of these presentations I mentioned that the way I see it through Kanevsky had a tremendous influence he was influenced by four different um people. He's been by many people and he became his own person. But he was influenced by different things. He got, he took from these gedolim. One was the Vilna Gain, another was the Chazanish, another was his father, and the fourth was the Mishnah Now, when you um, in many of his svarim that he wrote, we know he, we know he wrote many different svarim, but this, this, they were hal, they were was svarim on halacha. Famous um, is the Sefer Derech Hamuna, four, four or five volumes that are on Hilchazram Biyun. A, a Mishnah Brewer-like safer and he wrote so, some are other he wrote other Halachadika works that are some are less known some are more known for different reasons
0: you mentioned Derech Emuna. it's worth pointing out we're about to embark on Mishnah Yemi Mesech are actually learning say this right now Mishnah Yemi Derech Emuna is a classic and if anyone is using the Art Scroll Mishnah Yis, or any Pirish, Derech Emuna is mentioned all the time all the time so hopefully we'll get to that
1: right but that, that we're not going to deal with today because the Derech HaMunah is such a unique work; it needs its own um, thing. But to get to lead up to it, uh, to discuss the less the lesser known works in the Halacha of Ruchayim Kanievsky, to get to the more famous ones along the way, the Shaina Halachas and the Derech HaMunah. Now, but but in general, we see that Ruchayim was very into this uh, of, of of learning Halacha, learning Halachadik, as I'll call it. Now. Even though he's very into learning halachadik, he, thro- he spells that all over the place. It's halachadik, but not halacha lemaisa. I mean, say don't rely on. Th- I'm learning this safe. I'm learning this topic, and he'll say um, it's a uh, in the sefer, the first sefer which we'll discuss today. It says Or in his derech hamunas, he constantly says it on the cover page, in the introduction, the end of the introduction. But bottom line is that he was very involved with learning law. So the question is, where did where did this come from? Um, so the answer is, I, I believe, is that as I mentioned, these, these different people that had a tremendous influence on him, we find by them this, in or, or, by them, this uh, um, important aspect of learning Torah with with a with a focus of learning Alibu the Hilchosah to start with, like this, Rebbeim Valojiner, the famous greatest Talmud of the Vilna wrote numerous hagdamas to the various works of the Vilna Gaon that was published. He wrote different introductions to the work. And in each one's introductions, he talks about his Rebbe. And each one is fascinating and very kedai to um, go through. And you can learn a lot about the Vilna Gaon by reading through these introductions. Um, recently, a few, a few weeks ago, the... Um, volume was co- uh, collected all these introductions, not only of of, of, of the other of the children and uh, other such materials, and put into a volume called Haderes Elio and it's available through Meister of Cook. Um, now, in this, in, in one of the introductions, the introduction to Beer Halacha, which is printed in the early one of the first works of the Vilna printed, Reb says that one of the main nicutis of the Vilna was and for what? Amunas and that's how you been making the of basically learning. With it's not just to learn, Tyra, which is beyond important, especially for the, the Vilna Gaon, but it's also to learn to know what to do. <coughs> and this is Ruchai Malagen is saying that this is with the Vilna Gaon, the Chay Yadam, who um, not the scope of, of this presentation, but was extremely mushbad and was um, involved with the Beis Medrash of the Grah and uh, dying in Vilna at the time and was close with the Grah. Also, in both of his introductions that he wrote on the Chayi Adam, emphasizes that one of the reasons why he was writing this work is that Halachal HaMaisa fell by the wayside and it needs to be, it needs, even if one learns Gemara the whole day, but if you don't learn Halachal HaMaisa, you're not being Makayim certain aspects of Torah. And and um, so in the introduction of his first introduction, which is, in, it's not printed in all the, all the editions of Chai Adam, and in the second introduction, he called HaKadam which both introductions are very Kedai to go through, um, he emphasizes this Nakuda of learning Halacha um, Lomaisa. Let me just see if there's a quote here. Hold on. Iker alimun Halacha is and then that's in one of the introductions, and then in the other introduction he says, "Shihi um, Amanas Now it was so important, so fundamental. the Chayyadum on the sharblat of the first edition, where he talks about different aspects of a sefer, also emphasizes this same point. Um, he he says, uh, "Let me see if I can find the Russian here." He said this, and this, and this shar is not found in all the in all in many of the later editions, he says, um, And therefore, you'll, you'll be able to be kindest, so to speak, with his sefer. Okay. Now, moving further along, a savior, a fascinating, fascinating sefer called Menucha Kedusha, which is possibly a Talmud Rechaim but definitely also influenced from the Vilna Gaon camp, which is a sefer, um, a lot about Mahal HaLimud. It was written, he was writing this for how to, to learn with, our mitzvah for his own child and others. He was a melamed. And this sefer, he also talks about the great importance of learning halacha. And specifically, he starts emphasizing learning, if, even if let's say you're balabas, focusing more on l'chol starting with chayim. Uh, but why? Because it's so important um, to know it comes up daily. Okay. Moving further along, obviously, the B'rurah. Um, which I also said was a tremendous impact on, on Ruchayim Kanievsky, which we'll get to, Mir but he, in his famous Hadamah to the Mishnah Bura, also, um, also emphasizes this Nakuda that part, it's not only about learning, it's also... And then he says how Ruchayim was neglected, and etc. etc do him and, et cetera, et cetera, and you, it's a very canine to learn the introduction. The Chazanish, who... And now, sorry, before I get to Chazanish, the Mishnah Brewer's the, the Reb Chayyin Kanievsky brings it by when he talks about his Shain which is a work specifically on the Mishnah Brewer. Anyway, the Chazanish, who his uncle, his Rebbe also had tremendous impact on him in the Chazin HaShemun HaBetachin. He has different p- pieces. Ba'arichus, the most important area of Torah is in y- is Halacha, and one has to learn Halacha Lamaisa. He has very um, interesting lines that are, the question always is who he's referring to, but you can see that he's very upset that the people were learning and they're being M'chadash Chidushim E'en Bem Mimasha Nemer Lamaish misinai. Av Sheheyn Sichai Shal Yerushamayin V'tikin Amidus that you have to learn y Diasatari Hadinim. And he has this parichos and pages and a few different um, pieces with the Chazanish was very concerned. And Kiyaduah, the chazanish is safer, is a safer with the Halakh learning Shmaitza Lib the Now the one thing with the Chazanish is that he doesn't spell that out, but that's the gang uh, the, the 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 theme throughout the sefer halacha when this stopped in yeshiva exactly, and that the yeshiva world um, more is more learning focused on lamedes and whatever this is beyond the scope of our session today. Uh, Mordechai Breuer's book on the yeshiva talks about it, but I can the um, the, the, the introduction of to understand where Kanekanski is coming from when he also many of his works are focused on halacha lemaisa, even though he says it's not lemaisa.
0: Okay, very interesting introduction. So, the two svarim we mentioned at the outset you want to speak about today is about tattoos and about grasshoppers. So let's start with the uh, safer on tattoos. What's it called? How big is the safer? What does it say inside the safer? I'm sure you have some interesting anecdotes to add about how the safer came about. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so first of all, the um, the safer is approximately a it's. Um, it's approximately 110 pages. It's called Kuntris Pashegan Aksav. And he writes in the beginning, Yvar Kalhilkoysk Service Kaka. he has a date when it was completed, which is in Yurches Kislev Topshan lamavav 1976. Okay. Now, as I've mentioned already in the past, Rakan Knievsky is very macbid I think. It was Makbid. He writes why he wrote the different sparam that he did. So here in the beginning of this sefer, he emphasizes that one has to know kala Terrakula and all of terakula relates with each other, and he says that it's halakha lamaisa, even for today, and um, in Kufpei, there's not a lot of material about it, and there's a lot to add, and a lot to collect, so basically he decided to go ahead and to collect all the material um, and put it out as a sefer. Now, he broke it down into 21 simanim. It's, it's in the form of a type. At this, it seems that um, in the Derech when he was working on Zram, so he formed, well, it's famous, it's, it's, it's a sim, very similar look of like the Mishnah brewer. At this point, he did not do that. I don't know why, what was behind it, but this is simply a simmon. He'll talk about a topic. And then at the end of each simon, he has a conclusion. (laughs) What comes out from this simon? And he sums it up in a few lines, in a very orderly manner. Now, of course, he goes through everything, as they say on the topic, starting from the psukim, moving on to Rashi, all the Rishayim on the psukim, somehow get in here, Midrashim, Yushalmi's, Bavli's, and everything, literally everything comes in here, and he breaks it down very, very masudr what it is, um, um, that's, um, if it's B'yad B'kli, um, what type of um, doing he has a, a, a chapter, Chayv Dafka, um, if you, you have to write letters, all different things about this topic. And as I said, it's broken down into 21 um, sections. So you'll say, okay, Khan Haim picked found the topic, and as I mentioned already in some of the other Sfarim, mean, he was looking for this concept of Mase Mitzvah, neglected areas, and he doesn't throw that in for this particular Safer. You'll say, okay, but what does that have to do with anything? Okay. Baruch Hashem, we ha- um, people in the world of Kirov, they are- ask these questions about tattoos a lot. But even if you're not in the world of Kirov, is the areas of Tattoos Nagar? So interestingly enough, for such a type of question, we consult the great... Um, Rev. J. Bla- J. David Bleich in one of his most, in a, maybe it's even his latest volume Contemporary Halachic Problems so he has an article that originally appeared as a, an article in, a, in the, I think in the journal Tradition and it's called Medical and Cosmetic Tattooing so first interestingly enough he, he has a quote from a non-Jewish source in 1953 describing that in, in 1953 it seemed to be unheard of, unusual to have um, tattoos but seems a change, as anyone walking around on the streets all over cya Art Yisrael, Cyyan America, you could see this often. there's a famous um there's a famous thing about tattoos, and this I, I do not know the, I did not look into the earliest sources of it, but if someone has a tattoo, he might not be able to be buried in a basic forest. okay, could be, could be not, I don't know. Interestingly enough, and this where Bleich Black brings in already right away in the beginning of this piece, that the Minch Chinuch, who talks about uh, about tattoos, he says he never saw a person with tattoos. But obviously today, it's very common. Now, what's Rabbi Bleich, why does Rabbi Bleich have a piece about it? And this, uh, many Rabbanim that are involved in the medical field, no. This is, there's, in medical, from in the medical field, this is very Negev. What's Negev for? For example, in radiation oncology, they do some type of form of, um, for targeting, as Rabbi Bleich writes, targeting locali- localization to assure beam alignment, so you have to make sure it's exact, so they ha- they use tattooing, and, and now. So you'll say, okay, great, so Rabbi Bleich has throughout this, he has his, his in his Kedarka B'Kaidesh, an amazing chapter with incredible research, and throughout the sa- this this chapter, who's quoted very often, Rabbi Sefer. this is the Aleph phase in the subya, very, very thorough, Kedarka Bekaydash, Um, as I said, he breaks it down super organized, and he has all the materials about it, and Rechaim concludes. So, what we, well, I'm bringing out from Rabbi life is it's a halakha loma'i today. Rabbi, I don't think Rechaim Kenevsky, from what I, from what I went, went through, he ever mentions this thing. I don't know if he knew. if it, 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 In 1976, I don't know if they had it so much. More more related. But um, at the end of the Sefer, he even has a kitzer dinim ha'aylam ikunshu Has as Okay. Now, as I said, he breaks it down to all different fields. So I just want to focus on one, just to mention one um, uh, thing about this that he breaks it down into. He talks about, there's a question, um, he talks about L'mashol, Um as I said in, in one of the previous presentations, I believe he had some influence from the Minchas Chinuch, and here he also quotes the Minchas Chinuch a lot. And what's fa- one of the things I mentioned already earlier is that the Minchas Chinuch is famous for having the, he created what's called a new Mishpacha, and he broke down, uh, well, if an area is what's the story with an androgynous and this halachan tumtumus and, blah, 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 and etc. Now, so here too, Rukhain Knievsky has a question, a, a chapter devoted to writing uh, um, tattoos on a, a busser of a keresh, shaita, katan a gai, a behema. Now, so adkan, very interesting. Now, for eved. Um, he talks about a few times everyone a lot of people are very, very a lot of people are very well aware with Haman and Mordechai was his eved and there was a shtar written on him and he he a few times in this in the sefer bekhlal somehow gets back to talking about those madrashim about it Kedarka is throwing in in, in the middle of nowhere this this aspect. but he then has a in the siman he talks about and what about writing a tattoo on Adne hasada varserini hamis so Obviously, this is um, this gets one's attention. Okay, so and Ruchan Knievsky here, so after talking about these this list, he says ane What's Anle Asada? That's I'm about to explain, and what's a Serini? So it seems that just like I said, that uh, the Minchas was fascinated with androidness, the, the Tumtumus, and bring it in. Ruchan Knievsky had this fascination with Anle Asada. And he wa- and he so much so that he wanted to. Even, it's it's brought down a few different places. He was even going to write a sefer about Adne Asada. He talks about it in a few different um, svarim of his. And obviously, the question is, what in the world is Adne Asada? Now, he never ended up writing the sefer about Adne Asada, but someone, two people, already did, heavily based on Reb Chaim particularly this simon that I'm about to discuss. And as Mishnah Yoyim is learning Klayim Perches Mishnah Hey. Talks about these Adnea Sada. Now, I'm about to I mean one more second. Rukhain Kanyevsky gave us comment to one of the contrasim, and he said and 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 about um, he says it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing. And then he says Rukhai Kanyevsky writes in a letter to this author who doesn't write his name what it is, but uh, when I was young, I also wanted to write a safer on Adnea Sada and even had a name for Kikar Laden. Okay now. So this sefer also talks about the sereni. Now, what's the aliyah sada and what's the sereni? That's what you're asking. So the answer is very simple. Actually, it's not. Okay, so when we learn, so as Mishnah Yoymi, all Daf has a, uh, we have to sh- throw it out there. It's not only that it's for Daf yomi. It has, for the Mishnah Yoymi project, is all Mishnah, an incredible resource. And Kalayim, the, these Mishnahis are being, it could be I, I forgot to check if it was just learned i just learned it mom uh, right now if you learn klayim parashah mishnah it talks about Adne asada what is it it's a chaya says rabbi you see mitam spoyl Adam. what is Adne asada so right away obviously you look at the bartanura and he says chaya so Kumin chavel a string comes out from the earth and it's a chaya Uh, With a a rope, Um, then he he looks like, and he says, No one can get near it. It it, it kills if you get close to it, and it will trap you. It's very dangerous. But the way he's in the way you look at this part, it sounds like he's something he knew about. Now, we looking at um, Art Scroll. In English, it says as follows, a certain creature that has human-like characteristics. It notes, in the notes that they add, it's an unusual animal, unknown to us today, whose face, hands, and legs resemble those of a human. It's attached to the ground by a cord from its navel, and it draws its sustenance from the ground through the cord. If the cord is cut, it dies. So it seems to be some type of plant that's alive, looks like a person. Not, It's not a person, but according to the Bartonuro, it was very dangerous and it, ca- and it could even ca- catch people and kill them, even according to the Barstool. Sounds, sounds very, uh, very, very interesting. Now, so Rebkhan Knievsky, um, he has a question. If you write a tattoo on such a creature, in this, in and that's how he gets the tattoos. Now it's clear you could see already this thing that I he was interested in it. Because in Agaruf I think he mentions it, and in tell you mentions it. As I said, he he was interested. He was interested in this thing. Haslishemuna b'tochin also frozen these ani asada as these unique creatures, and Rabdalian Nagel and in his sefer uh, also frozen about it. It seems they they were interested in this type of thing. Um, now. I'm not going to go barichos into what is this ani Asada, it Just will, will suffice to say that um, just to make just the all the questions that this sefer deals with is just uh, amazing about eating them um, on Shabbos. What's a brach if one sees them? This is a question. of If you can make a mishnah brios, why were they even created? And and through the, this sefer that I uh, that I have. Um, he has letters and kind of finds So here, Rukhankineski, back to the tattoos, he talks about writing a tattoo on it and, of course, Rukhankineski throws in some other materials about it. Uh, uh, um, uh, he brings down that, there's an interesting early source about it in, a med, in an early Magistran Khuma printed in Bubber Buber, um, and he brings down the whole piece, and he, and he has some other sources, a Kehelis Rava about it, and uh, uh, there's a, a rash in Klein about it, he also brings that down. And uh, anyway, so that's one um, aspect. Now, what's the sirini? The sirini is, oh, oh, sorry. Now, just one thing, just as, as they like, to, as uh, just to make it a drop interesting. What's this other Asad According to some sources, so it's been very much spoken about on the internet numerous times around Parshas Vayechi, Binyamin being a werewolf and where it comes from, and is this Rabbeinu fryim and who is this Rabbeinu fryim and if you if you don't believe in it, what type of person are you? Are you a good Jew, or are you a bad Jew? And Rabbeinu fryim says it not once, he says it twice, he says it three times, that Benjamin was a werewolf, and is werewolves real, and are you good? Are you good? Are you bad? Because you don't believe in werewolves? There's so much discussion about this on the internet, I'm not going to discuss that, maybe for all Parsha, which also exists, we have to throw that out there. For parasha, someone should speak about it, but some Mekayyur say that the Ani Asad the Taka is this this werewolf somehow. Okay, I just had to throw that out there. Now, um, and Rabbi Nefryim, Mikhail Kneski was involved with Rabbi Nefryim, so that's a way to get throw in why we could talk about it now. Anyway, what's the sereni, Again, another creature. It seems, according to the descriptions, it's it's found in the Tarsus but it seems to possibly be a mermaid. Again, a topic discussed on the internet. Uh, we're not going to get involved with it right now. But Akopanim. So Reb in the Sefer, as I said, with the tattoos, um, um, he shows the same thing that we were exposed to, from his unbelievable knowledge, from what became famous of his chayivus, of his yedan kala He plugs that in to here, to go even out of halacha and it's beyond incredible. It's kedai to learn. It's as a as others as, all, as almost all his others farm. It's available on Hebrew books. It's interesting, even if you don't learn the whole thing, some him. It's fascinating and it'll be a great schuss for his neshama, probably, if you do. And he'd be very happy. Okay, Adkan, this first safer of Rakhine.
0: Okay, wow, a lot of fascinating material. When you say on the internet it's been discussed, you mean it's internet level material or there's scholarly works and real discussions about it?
1: There's everything, everything, everything. Oh, one second, one second. But uh, you're right. But I should say, is that according to the Pharisee Stroll, I did more important. Because it's more Negea. Because the way Artsko makes it sound like it doesn't exist. But Artsko is well weird. that Tferis Yisrael and others say it's the monk, it's a form of a chimpanzee, which is more Negea. So obviously this also gets into um, uh, different other discussions, but can we spoke enough already. Side topic and a side topic and a side topic.
0: So you can already move on. Already. It's you just mentioned quickly Reb Chaim Rabbeinu You want to give one sentence on that? You said Reb Chaim is involved in Reb Ephraim. Um, it seems that Chaim
1: Kanievsky. Um, the story actually was written up um, in the Mishpacha, right afterwards in the Mishpacha magazine, which I already was already uh, I already asked Mechilo that I was I said publicly that I read it. So, in at least two issues, there's discussion about it. The Klugman family um, sponsored um, Rabin the Rekeach, and also Rabbi Ephraim the Rekeach, Rabbi Kanievsky. I, I think he did all the work, or at least did the Marmokimus. in the Rabbeinu Afriyim. He was also involved. I'm not sure which one, how much of the. It could be the Rabbeinu Afriyim. He did. Um, he also did it. Yeah, from the introduction, it sounds like he also did, he also assisted, by the Rakech maybe he did more of the work. Um, but anyway, he was involved as a to explain all different to find different sources. Kedarke with his incredible yeda for different materials relating to this, Rabbeinu Shai. But, um, yeah.
0: Okay. So that is about tattoos and okay. grasshoppers. So, everybody, everybody knows about Reb Chaim when he was learning about the suge of grasshoppers. The grasshoppers came to him and there's a video that came a second time and there's a lot of, a lot of, as you say, on the internet about Reb Chaim and the grasshoppers. So, what could you say? What could you tell us about Reb Chaim and his grasshopper safer? Okay. So
1: like this. So first like this. Reb Chaim Kanyevsky wrote a cuntris in the same year that we that he put out Pashagna Khsav, um, he put out the Karne Chagavim, and at the end of the Karnei Chagavim, which is only thirty pages, he says that um, he finished it in El Tafsin Lamavad, nineteen seventy six. Okay, this is interesting because there's a famous thing that Hank used to print the sefer. When did he write his farm? In years that were leap years because he had an extra month not to worry about his haivas, but here we see him printing two back to back in the same year. It could be Tavshalom was a leap year, but two svarim in the year doesn't fit with the story, uh, whatever. Okay, anyway, um, here too again, he has Agdama Why he's writing the sefer. So he writes, the reason is the Rambam says that there's a mitzvah to know this among him, to be able to be mavdil between the behemoth and the chagovim, that's mutter to eat, and what's not mutter to eat, even if you don't plan on eating it, it's still a mitzvah. Says Reb Chayim, and he is in the first seminar of the sefer to learn the sugya to know the dinim of chagovim. Because many people will say, "I'm not interested in eating grasshoppers; they're disgusting." So why should I learn this simon, Says Reb Chayim. No, based on the Rambam, it's a mitzvah. You to learn this um, thing. Besides the general mitzvah of Tamil tyre, there's a mitzvah you for this. Was in the Torah... Now, I... So, in order to... Um, in Parsha Shemini, we have the Psukim where they talk all about the different meaning that are out there. And all of a sudden, we learn this Pasuk. It says over here, Which ones could you eat? it says, Then it says, So, it sounds like... So, what, what I... When I was young, um, learning this psukim, was in seventh grade, so I, I was right away, the Rebbe was like, he was listing right right away, he was listing off all the animals and all the birds and everything. I'm like, how does he know this? Like, it's very hard. The answer is that he had this, it's called the Living Torah from Rabbi Kaplan. Amazing Safer, amazing job, done in a very short amount of time. Actually, the Mishpacha had a very nice write-up about Rabbi Kaplan this year, and um
0: and we must say that I think NCSI was involved in reprinting. Could be that's what the article yes. is about. I know Vashevkin yes. was involved in reprinting a yes. lot of his he, books. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: Correct. So, so, um, so basically, right away, it talks about, he says, you keep the members of the red locust family, the yellow locust, the spotted gray locust family, and the white locust family. And he has pictures that you can see. And he has his aris with like crazy Bakius about the grasshoppers. Okay. Now, like everything else, so it's a pasuk. It does not. So what, what? What? more could there be about grasshoppers? So Baruch Hashem, we live in a time that there's already a few svarim written about grasshoppers. First, we have Ramban Knefski's kuntris called Karnei Chagovim. That's about eating grasshoppers. We have a different sefer called Ha'arba B'Masairis from Professor Zohar Mar, a firm expert in all different aspects of realia, animals, shratz. He's written a multi every year he puts out at least another sefer, all different types of topics. Um, he has a sefer on the Shmai Nesharatim and a big sefer on the on the locusts. It's how long is the sefer, it's almost 200 pages. And Rabbi um, Rabiel Schwartz is also prolific and has written many spharm. He has a sefer on grasshop. Interestingly, I don't know why, but Rabbi I was not able to find him mentioning Ruchan Kineski Sefer, even though it was written much after. Okay, now, so so the point is Ruchan Kineski sat down and he held it's very important, as he as he's saying why that you have to um, learn this sugya. Besides the regular din of Talmud Torah, you should learn this sugya. There's a myth, um, and based on the Rambam's, a fascinating chapter Simon Aleph of the Sefer, and he has basically thirteen um, simanim about the sugya with the various alocha, Kidarka Bakaidish with his bakius of um, Incredible Baqiyus. Uh, and then he ends off with Yarudaya Simon Pei Ches. I think it's Simon Pei Ches or peihei. I'm not sure. Um, and he has two pages where he has the, the Mechaber, and then he has a beer and a sharatsir. So here you can already see the the evolvement. I already I mentioned that in a Hilchis tattoos. He doesn't have the Mishnah Brura type format, at least for the end part. He does, whereas there the liquid is not like that. Okay, so much so his great pakeias I found amusing is that the in one simon he talks about the, the and Chulin and somehow he gets to talking about a um Shaya pick in the Mishnais talks about why people don't bring it, why people don't bring a certain uh, brisa, why we shouldn't, um, why people. Why him don't bring a, a specific brisa in Tirs So Ruchankleski shows that they really do, and he also shows about a Matasior Strashon. I found very, also true, two tremendous Gedolim known for their crazy because So Rukhansky, I think he just he does find the makar um, for them. Okay. Anyway, so now fine. So we, we said that there's psukim, there's svarim. So is a Megaya Halacha today? Yes. Um, one could even find, I was just Chalmaid. Um, um, so I was in the uh, the Biblical Museum of Natural History, the, Muse- the Museum HaTavi from of, of Rabbi Slifkin. It's in Beit Shemesh. And so there he has a display about, let's say, grasshoppers. He has a whole write-up about grasshoppers. And one could buy grasshoppers if you, uh, to eat if you hold, it says if you go with the shita that it's mutter to eat. You can even buy grasshoppers. Now, do people eat it? Do from Jews eat it? Yes. As Zohar Amar talks about in the Sefer Barichos, money Jews eat it and other people also eat it. Um, and if Now, when one learns the Sefer of Knievsky, He talks about if what, he says, what about if I don't want to eat it, but what about if I do want to eat it? He has a chapter about it and his conclusion, Halach says is that one cannot eat it, the Messiah was lost. Now, the the is um, a famous Arachayim hakadosh, and the in his sefer on Yahrday at length, he says that one cannot eat grasshoppers at all. Okay. Many paiskim in the Moroccan paiskim and certain Sfadi paiskim and the Temani paiskim base they disagree with this Arachayim So there was interesting. There's interesting uh, Maramakim. There's a sefer called. From, called Kafnaki from a Rakhalfi Be Malka. Rakhalfi was born in 1670, it was a chash of a Yid, and he was a prolific writer, but all his materials remained in manuscript. But luckily for him, the Khidar, he was a Moroccan Gadol, and the Khidar saw his material and he quotes it a lot in his different, the Khidars who saw tons of manuscripts, he saw this Kafnaki and he quotes it a lot. Anyway, the Kafanaki it seems has a Arichos where he comes out explain he he deals with what the says, and he says he comes out that it's mutter, and it and this piece is quoted, and we don't have this piece that where he says mutter that sefer got lost, but the Chidar saw it, and others Gedolim saw it. Okay, but more um, very recently, less than ten years ago, the sefer Kafanaki came out with different parts of his manuscripts, and a different postscript from the sefer Shichaveleket. It turns out that he was Khizer from his hetter that he gave to eat. Grasshoppers, and 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 this is not so well known. Especially the sefer is only very very recent, um, and it came out, and he came out. What's significant is he Moroccan gadol, and even though originally he's the one, one of the people that's quoted that's arguing on the Aruch here he is seemed to be Khazar. We don't have the whole reason why he's Khazar, nor do we have the reason why he's arguing on the Okay, now the question is, and this is the question that everyone wants to know: Is did Ruchain Kanievsky? What's the story about this grasshopper? Did it come to visit him? Um, and what, what's the story behind? Now, so Kanievsky, interestingly enough, is it, I, I, so I was very curious to see, does Rokhain Kanievsky himself make any mention of seeing a grasshopper? So, and there, and what's very significant is, we'll see why it's very significant to see a grasshopper, but, um, so I looked through the whole safer and I see that Rokhain Kanievsky himself says as follows, on page... 118 when he's talking about and it plays out this is a part where it's very to know the matzis. he says so I understand he saw the grasshopper you go further in the Sefer page 123 and then he says so he asked you go further in the Sefer not such a big Sefer, only 30 pages, well worth learning through. And then he says, um, he brings something from the Sefer Abris, and then he says, heiduli b'shem sefer So, Rechaim at least in the printed versions of, of the story, he talks about that he spoke to people, he spoke to experts, he asked different people. Now, again, back to the Mishpacha magazine, this is in the Pesach issue. So one of the daughters, there's an interview with the daughters, and it says here, she remembers the famous story about the grasshopper. Abba was learning the signs of the grasshoppers, which led to the safer. He sent me to a neighbor who was a science teacher to ask if she had a book with pictures of a grasshopper. She said she doesn't. And then suddenly we noticed on the windowsill a grasshopper. Now, already before Chaim Kanievsky was lifter, Um, There's a fellow, Avishai Olbaum. Avishai Olbaum is the librarian of the Tel Aviv Library, and he has a blog, an excellent blog about Tzvarim and different things he does, it ties into the Parsha, and he has a whole post discussing about the the different versions of the story about Rechaim Kanievsky and the Grasshopper, and the various books on the Rebetzin, and the various Tuzchois, and on the internet there is a video with a person, a whole person about it, and you could see Rechaim Kanievsky say, yes, it is true, so we're not coming to say that it's not true, Just, I'm just pointing out this, these Lashaynas in the safe. Now, um, just to conclude with a few short points. Number one, um, did this ever happen before? That someone else was learning, Hilchus grasshoppers, or the sugya, and a grasshopper flew in? So again, thanks we have the internet. And someone found uh, first. I, I got it. I got it from a few different places. Someone first sent it and then again and again um, And bottom line is like this. There's a Sefer stay Yitzchak Which is printed in 1851 And the Mechaber of the Sefer, so he, wrote, he wrote a bunch of sfarim on chasts And in Chulun and if I wouldn't have seen it, I wouldn't believe it He's learning the Sugi of Grasshoppers And it's it's again not clear what the Samanam are. And then he says like this, he's not sure Iman is not sure, and then all of a sudden he describes. And then he brought it the next morning to show his Rebbe to see. So we see a safer in 1851 had the same type, similar type of story, but he, this author, he went ahead and printed it. Um, okay. Now. So you'll think the story ends there. So this is, so the Safer State Yitzchak was reprinted by Mechon um, Ahavet Shalom into two volumes. It's available today. The, the actual safer is available on Hebrew books. You can see this piece. <coughs> now, what's interesting is like this. So I, so I decided to make the, to go the next step, and that is, who's the author of the safer? So it turns out there's a whole Mephas how this author. He was a, um, how he became a, he was a, he was a Mamasha. it sounds like he was a very shvacha person, um, in uh, IQ level also, and a whole maifish story, how he became who he became, and he became a successful businessman, and a successful tam Um so this is not the only nice with the grasshoppers, it seems a lot, he had a lot of nisim, and this, in the introduction from a they have various makarists, involved. so I was looking up more, I wanted to see something more about this Seifel, So I check and I see in the mythical Bibliography it describes that there's a Sefer written against the Sefer. What's the Sefer called? Um, The Sefer is called Vayistabel HaChagaf. Okay? So I'm curious to know what this this person, because it sounds like it has to do with this thing, what's going on? So I immediately try to get a copy of the book. I send someone to get it. It's missing in Hebrew University. Once it's missing in Hebrew University, it's stuck. So a Shalom, they, they write, they saw it, in a private collection, in a collection of Mayor Benio. So I write to the librarian of Mayor Benio. No, he doesn't have it. Maybe it's in the private library. sent to the sun. I was about to write to the sun. Is already today coming the thing I sent back. I looked, I said, you know what? Today I'm giving the shear. So let me try one last time to see maybe there's an extra copy and they found an extra copy. I look again, there is extra copy. Send back my guy. Mark Hashemi, he was there today, and he finds the sefer. Taka, someone wrote a seven-page booklet, and the whole thing. Now it doesn't say why he's doing this, why he's- but the whole sefer is attacking this piece. It's it. He can't believe it, and it's seven pages. This rare book. There's no copy in the world except him. the Hebrew University has a copy from a, from a copy that was in the in Tel Aviv library. Anyway, bottom line is this note one has seen. It's not available on the internet, and this sefer is all about that this piece, that this mechaber, it's blown. Okay? I promise you, if someone would write such a thing about Rechaim today, i feel bad what would happen. But anyway, we, we have video we have video recording of Rechaim that the story did happen. All well, his daughters say it. They said it at the Levaya. And this is a story that's been well-known already in his lifetime. Just it's very cute that he, he himself, when he's talking about it, he doesn't mention it. He just mentions, they spoke to experts. Um, what he looked at it, okay. Now, what's going on here? So, Stam, this is the, uh, the last prak to talk about today, relating to all this. Um, he quotes the Sefer Habris. So, well, I, I hope to discuss more about the significance of the Sefer Habris for Chaim Kieskie. It was very significant for Chaim but for this, um, for just now, just to talk on one aspect, and that relates to this whole thing of seeing this. Why was it so important to see? the grasshopper. So, um, mamish Bekitzer The I mentioned already a few times, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, um, the Chida wrote travels of when he used to, tra- when he traveled all over, and one of the things he mentions a bunch of times is he saw, he went to visit zoos, he saw animals, he saw different animals, he made a Mark Mishan and the question is why he was so interested always oh, to see animals and, um, and he recorded it, Okay, he made the bracha to say there, but what was so? I so I thought about it a lot, and I, and my conclusion was that it was not only there was a lot more going on, and and that was possibly relates to in general when one learns any particular sugya, specifically a sugya like grasshoppers, and in gen, and there's also a, a, there's two aspects. So so the main aspect is that there's um, the Rashi brings down a teres keihanim. When about again back to these sukkim of being able to know what's the, the be mavdal tama vitar, that you have loy um that you, you should know to be Baki in them. The Mizrahi says not only should you learn them, but you should be toireach, to be um to be makir which is tummy which is tar, and so to the carbon iron, learns up over there. Um, this tar So the nakuda is that there's a halachadic. The, the you're learning a sugya about grasshoppers, you learn the Shulchan Aruch, but you don't know how it looks. How could you even begin to even pass him about it? So, Khank also knew about it. Okay, so he, so what did he do? He went he, according to either he, the way he writes, is he went um, a, a, experts, and then in the end, he talked to saw he was that a, that a grasshopper came. And he was able to see with his own eyes. But there's a Nakuda to see, and that's why the Chida was so concerned. One of the aspects behind why the Chida was concerned to go to the zoos, I saw Nadal, Mashal, he went specifically to see all different animals, Taka, for this reason, to be able to identify which animals are kosher and not. And he's really being Makayim, this Nakuda. Rodavit Si Hafman, in his Pirish on Chumash, um, shows that if you have a proper understanding of animals, it helps to understand Chumash. When one learns parikshira, it's very helpful if you understand the animals to understand different things. And and more than that. In general, so so this so the number one is that there's a concept called in, the the word is realia. I, I don't I never was able to find the exact word how it is in English exactly, but it basically means it is to if you know the Matsyus, it helps you understand things better. So Lamushal, Barry Kap when you learn these Psukim and you look at his pictures, and then today there's much, much more, it helps you get a better handle and understanding what's going on and as Rechaim says it, that's part of the mitzvah to learn it for you so even though Rechaim was not doing it because he wanted to eat the grasshoppers it was this is a and as I'm showing you from this and also the Rashi brings down that had the Mizrahi and the carbonara and learn it up is a mitzvah to, be, uh, to know this so that so when if what let's say one goes to a zoo or one goes and catches a grasshopper. He has his kid go outside, catch me a grasshopper, and you look at it, and you learn the sugya. You makayim mamash an extra mitzvah in in the sugya. So that was the kuda behind in general. When one learns these type of sugyas, one should be aware, and one should try to. And this is what Chaim did did. This is what that that's what he says he did. He went and he consulted experts. Now, one such expert was always oh, the Sefer um, which Amir um, Tzeshem will talk uh, more about. Now, just to conclude with one last. One last, um, one last tract, which relates to both these farm and will will serve as the introduction to the next svarim Also, I said that that, that I, I um I said is that the that he ha, it was influenced by the Chazanesh, the Vilna Goy, the Mishnah. Yeah. So, one of the most incredible books that I've ever read about a gadol is the book. Written by the Chafetz Chaim's son about his father, the Chafetz Chaim. Every time I go just to look up one page, I end up putting 20 pages. I just recently over my, read it over again, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's it's beautiful, and you get an unbelievable uh, appreciation of the Chafetz Chaim. And some of the aspects actually will play out uh, later on. But in part of the Nakuda that I see with Ruchain Kanievsky in both these two svarim, where he uses his, where he mamish starts from scratch. From the Pesukim, as I said. And he comes all the way to Allah And he's bringing everything. So the Chafetz Chaim's son writes the following: What was my father's Seder Alimud? He says it's like this. We used to begin. We lear- He learned with the Chafetz Chaim a lot. He helped him with the Mishtaburah also. And he says we will begin with the Psukim, We will move on to the Mechilta. If there's a Safra, a Safrei, Targum, Rashi, Ramban. He says, I remember him learning Egl Rufa. This, this Eglar Rufa line I forgot about, and someone, point, a listener pointed out, similar to it, Rukhain Knievsky with uh, Nachal Son. And we learned the whole parasha with the Seferi, said, HaGro, Targum, Rashi, Rambat. Then they move on. They learn the Gemaras, then the mishnai the Taisafta. Then we learn the Gemara, the Mishnah, then the Yerushalmi. Then we would move on to the Rambam. And this is how he would learn till he would go further down to the Rif and the Rambam and the him that he was able to get. Till he would go through Rush." Then he would check the the sunlight, smag, trumar, zarua, ramban, rashi, ram, Then he would also forget, not don't forget the shultas and the bahag, the ga'inen. And then he would go with the tour in the and then the rest will get to a different time. But the point is, when one looks at this, and then you learn, you look very carefully at to the, say these two svarim, these small chiburim of Rakhinevsky. Before we even get to the other svarim, you see this is what Rakhinevsky did. He mamish sat down. He went started from the beginning. You open up the psukim. There's a famous joke everyone loves to say. How does the yeshiva know know um, a pasuk? He doesn't, he never opens it up. They know, there's all different versions of the joke. Um, how does he know Moshe and Aaron are brothers? It's not because he knows the psukim, but it's because of his uh, And the, uh, Anyway, same type of thing, but here, of he started from the beginning, he went through the Rishonim, and this, it's not only what I'm saying is, this, son is saying, this is how my father taught me how to learn, this is how the Mishnah brew itself was written, and we'll have a lot more to say, but this is just an introduction to insight into the method of Reb kalievsky to give us some glimpse of what's behind um, these uh, svarim.
0: Excellent, excellent, wow, there is so much information there to unpack, amazing, as always. Now I know next time one of my daughters asks me to get rid of a spider, I should hold it and examine it and learn it for posterity. Okay, thank you very much. Make sure God. to show it to her.
1: You have to make sure to show it to her.
0: Absolutely, I can tell her. This is how Rab Chaim and previous Kadalim, the Chidah, they used to look for these animals all the time. The Chaim and Mitzvah, always. Hey, you
1: should know? sure show her the Rashi. You sit down with Rashi. Now
0: we're going to go. That's it. exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. Great speaking with you. Let's do it again soon. Have a good day. You too. Bye.